Welcome to the Hella Meditated Podcast with Joe Clements. Let's go. Just for old time's sake, can we do the walrus clap? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh, <clears throat> for those of you... Uh, Wait, wait. When it's time to change, you've got to rearrange who you are and what you're gonna be. Change, say change. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, hello, everybody. Right, let me get my meditation voice. Thanks for tuning into or checking out the Hella Meditated podcast. And today, I am so excited to have my good friend, soulmate, Anamkara, Roxanne McDonald. Um, and for those of you, hey, hi, Roxanne. Hi, so glad to be here, Joe. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know the reference, the walrus, <laughs> the walrus, walrus clap <laughs> reference, you got to check out spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> spiritual. Oh, no, it was TikTok too. I put it on TikTok. Yes, Say it, I'll, Joe. Say it. Walrus, walrus clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something that we would do to start and end and like pause our uh spiritual af or whatever podcast so that our editor would know blah 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 but i can never say wall walrus <laughs> anyway so yeah you got to check out um fuck whatever okay let's we'll repost it. it we'll repost, we'll repost it. it we'll repost it okay so again, I just want, I'm so fucking grateful to have Roxanne. Um, for those that you, of you that are fucking living under a rock and don't know Roxanne or about Roxanne, um, I'm not going to read from her bio, but just uh, my heart bio. It's, it's just a really shortened to the point, but it really, Roxanne is a talented, beautiful, lifelong friend of mine. I, uh, many lives i would say um if you really want to get spiritual with it <laughs> um a writer a dancer teacher influencer author and creator of the spiritual as fuck grateful decks and just spiritual as fuck decks yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and currently just uh the author writer of um the critically acclaimed, I'm going to say critically acclaimed. Because <laughs> some critic acclaimed it. <laughs> some critic acclaimed it. Because people uh, are fucking critical they are and super they acclaimed critical. something. Yes. Uh, the critically acclaimed spiritual AF activity book and journal. And Roxanne, hello. Thank you for being here. Thanks. When you said we've been many lives, I, I I pictured us being donkeys. You know how they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're running through a field. That would make that, sense. Yeah. That would make sense because I am full of doubt and doubt to me is uh, a donkey. <laughs> the donkey of doubt. I pictured you being a very uh, um, self-confident donkey, though. <laughs> yeah i would definitely go i'm not eeyore i'll be like Argh. i don't yeah. get like really mopey but i definitely have a lot of doubt joe i get kind of mopey <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not sorry all right okay how are you i'm doing pretty good yeah yeah 
You fucking have tons of shit going on right now. I do. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing to watch. Thank you. I moved out of the country. I moved Mm -hmm. to Berlin. Mm -hmm. Um, I am finishing my memoir. I'm still running a writing business and I'm starting, I teach writers and creative writing. um, And I'm going to be hosting teachers soon too on my platform. Yeah. Like I know all these writers and professional teachers and I have a platform, so I'm going to be hosting them. And then also I am starting my first online support group since I quit being a counselor. Like we did our our meditation group. I did that with you, but I haven't done, I I facilitated counseling groups for 14 years and I was in a school that I went to group counseling for three full years, five to six days a week. And when I quit in 2016, I was like, hiatus on group yeah. therapy or any kind of support group and I'm rightfully so <laughs> yeah but I I put out the book the spiritual yeah. AF activity book and journal and then I got a lot of people giving me feedback saying that it was really good and but it was really intense for them critically acclaimed because <laughs> they criticized it <laughs> um, and I want to talk about all that I definitely have all the, yeah. that is definitely all in there but that fucking is amazing got shit and going I, on. you got shit going on and I, that's one thing that I wanted to talk about is like, yeah, the hiatus. And even after, you know, we, you know, doing our group and stuff like that, and you even took a step back just because you really, you're, I think, you know, where you're, I don't want to say your heart is, but you really teach people and help people with their writing. And that's how we actually started hanging out again was that I, I was writing an article for something. I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to write shit. And you super helped me out like learning how to find my voice in writing. And it was interesting just the other night. So I was doing a newsletter shit and I'm like, Oh, I don't know what the fuck to do And this, this uh, person that I met, he's, he's not a writer, but he, he's, he's awesome. But uh, I gave it to him. To, I'm like, can you edit this or just kind of give your opinion on it? And he's like, you are such a good writer. He's like, you have, like, I can tell it's your voice. I'm like, Holy shit. That is so because, you know, my writing was like I was trying to do the spiritual words or like try to make myself sound smart. (laughs) It was like or I just really dumb it down. It was there's no balance. (laughs) I think I'm finding the balance. (laughs) Joe doing Joe, you were doing an English accent guru. I was. It was totally. Jeff Foster (laughs) is one of my favorites. And if you ever listen to Jeff Foster, I'm like, that is my dude right there. He has a, a English accent and he's just like, he's fucking awesome. Uh-huh. anyway yeah i was trying to be always my whole life trying to be somebody else than i am mm. so but your voice is so beautiful Joe. Ah, thank you and i'm proud to have been a part of you getting to know that voice and standing mm. behind it oh a lot to you oh my phone keeps going on so i have notes on my phone but oh. i don't like notes that much i like just having conversations with you but so these are just kind of like things to start kind of thing but i did want to talk about berlin because mm-hmm. uh you recently or a year it's been a year now you moved to berlin and um we can talk about it more but i didn't realize like we didn't i mean we hung out and stuff but you're pretty much right across the bay so i could just go to the ocean look across the bay and just like oh my friends rock rock sands there i didn't know how much it would fucking affect me that like you're not just there anymore i'm like oh my god it's like i felt really discombobbled for a while but we can talk about that later if we want to, but I just, uh, so setting, settling into Berlin, 
how has that been? And actually, what was the decision to move to Berlin? What was the decision? What was like, yeah, why why Berlin? Why, you know, I know a little bit why, but uh, I think it's an interesting story. Uh, why Berlin? I, I had one of, so I have two, I don't care. I can't remember what the word is for it. When you have like an absolute dog shit year, like just mm. shit. Yeah, I was I've there for a lot of, of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was cleaning up I've, some of the shit for yeah, you. you, were. you <laughs> never cleaning, had to clean up. I wasn't cleaning up the shit. I didn't have to, go yeah. but I was there. I'm like, I oh, think you had to shit. walk, you had to walk me to the toilet a couple of times. <laughs> Maybe, you yeah. had to pick me up out of bed. I literally, yeah, I had I glimpses. Remember. I'm like, is this our future? It was like, <laughs> <laughs> either one of us like helping each other. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had this year where I just, um, well, backtrack. I, if we're talking about spirituality and mm-hmm. all of that, is that I, I, I've been in recovery for over 30 years i've been in you know some sort of healing modality constantly mm-hmm. and um and seeking spiritual uh um meaning in my life for mm-hmm. a long time and when uh the 2020 pandemic started i took the time to really focus in on my spiritual practice and i really did it like i had this opportunity what i felt like is i was like i have an opportunity to put into practice everything that i believe um and have like this intense structure which i hadn't ever really had i'd had structure at points in my life so i spent the first year meditating daily um i don't want to get into the other things that i do for spirituality (laughs) but i was really like it had you know i it included like uh standing on the earth every day with bare feet it included um showing up for um showing up for some ritual it really included looking at myself and looking at patterns and then i worked with um somebody and uh really set some intentions to uh i i didn't know what i was doing i really (laughs) didn't know what i was doing i that's most of spiritual practice right it's like just fucking jumping off yeah yeah (laughs) like when i look back on what i what I, i i was working with this practitioner and i said something to the effect of i want my body I want a body that, that I can live pain-free in, uh, mm. till I'm very old yeah. and I want to be able to dance. And I'd always, I have this back issue that's been there my whole yeah. life. I have a congenital pelvic deformity. So blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, and I own the, I only want people in my life who are energetically, um, benefiting me and I'm benefiting them. Yeah. And I literally thought that I was just going to start dating better people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hope, right? <laughs> like I was in this like shit relationship. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to set this intention. And then, sh- you know, she's going to suddenly dissolve or something. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but really what, and I can't remember the other thing. Anyway, so really what happened is then I I did all this work and set all this intention. And then basically it was like, oh, I have, I was bedridden and in excruciating mm-hmm. pain and forced to do this operation that I had, didn't want to do, which then now looking back, I'm like, I have needed that operation for most of my life. Right. And I finally got it. And I, my body is pain-free. Like my back does not hurt. And it's Beautiful. the first time in my life. And then also all of these relationships, like absolutely fucking exploded. <laughs> dissolved, yeah. Not even yeah, dissolved, like, exploded. Yeah. It was like, I, I, was like it. I couldn't not face it. Like where I literally also, I have a tendency because of 
12-step indoctrination to try to take too much responsibility for things. Right. So I had people What's who your were, part? What's my part? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And I had people who were literally sitting there like watching as these people betrayed me and they're going like, and I'd be like, well, maybe I said it wrong and maybe mm. I did. It. And that these people were just like, no, like you're literally lying there and this person is supposed to be taking care of you and they're fucking camping and now they're coming in and, you know, and it was like this absolute like, oh, the people that I have, these people that I thought in my life that I thought were like my lifelong friends and my family couldn't reschedule a dinner party during a pandemic to come take care of me. And it was like over and over. And so then it just became this thing where I had this reckoning. And um, yeah, and so that's the story of how then when I've been, I have a friend who lives in Berlin, who was my first coaching client for writing. When I quit my job, yeah, she, I was uh, assisting Ellen at Esalen and Mm -hmm. she was coming to that uh, um, workshop. And then she said, I really want to work with you one-on-one. And I was like, well, I don't really do that. And she was like, you're just, you're kind of just there for the workshop. Yeah. Maybe assisting. I was was assisting. I was assisting. I was co-teaching actually. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and then she, I remember I downloaded Skype and learned how to yeah. do Skype to start meeting with Vered, oh, who it, then, and she was starting this somatic healing uh, approach called the Pantare approach, which Beautiful. is amazing. Yeah. And I want to talk so, about that later too, the yeah. somatic healing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she basically was like, come visit me. The second you can get on a long flight, you should come visit me. And with this pretense of like, we've been working on this book about the Pantare approach. And why don't you come to become, learn to be a practitioner. And so then you can help me because we're writing this book about the philosophy and this, mm-hmm. I mean, which is really incredible shit. Yeah. Um, and so, experiencing yeah. it is the way to teach it. Yeah. Really, that's and how to like help. Yeah, and to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like, I need to experience it myself. And like all the trainings, and you probably do this too. I see it. It's like these teachings that we offer people. It's like we're only offering what we have tried on ourselves and seen what worked mm-hmm. and put it yeah. in our own voice. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you. go. No, absolutely. Um, you don't interrupt, Joe. People have commented that, about that on our podcast that you that you and I are so conscientious about not talking over each other well for sure <laughs> but you're on a roll you're so you're um in, you're yeah so working yeah, on the so pantorea approach yeah and so i came here basically like crawling off the plane like you know yeah. uh just just brand new and anxiety and you know just I can't believe I flew to Berlin, like in that state, but I had, I, you stood by me during it. You totally saw the whole thing. You had, and then, and then, um, I basically came here really, um, wide open for change and healing. And, um, and the other, one of the other things that was happening was that I was following protocols for healing my, my, uh, from my spine surgery. And I kept having these wild flare-ups and these weird things happening neurologically where I have migraines and I've been having migraines for a lot, a lot of years, like debilitating, put me in the hospital, my body goes into shock, I vomit yeah. and shit at the same time. Like, yeah, no, not, you, yeah. you, you help me understand what a migraine is. It's not a yeah. fucking headache. I'm like, oh, it's you have a headache? Hundred... You need an Advil? You're yeah. like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And things like having vertigo where I couldn't open yeah. my eyes for 10 days, like it it was gnarly. Yeah. So I get here and, and basically, you know, where I fell in love with Berlin. I really love this mm-hmm. city. It's very, it's like, it's like, uh, home, like homely hot. Like, it's like that person that you're just like, 
oh, you're hot, but you're, I don't know, a little dirty. I love it. I love this one place. <laughs> I just, um, and uh, I'm getting these sessions with the founders of this approach and I'm going to these trainings. Yeah. And then my life is like my whole perception of myself and my, my physical issues are improving. And then also I'm learning so much about how my nervous system works. Mm -hmm. And so I stayed here for four months. And then by the time I was going back home, I knew that my time in, uh, in California was done for now. And you just so, knew yeah, in your heart. I knew it. And, and yeah. yeah, so then I came back and I moved back in with Vered. We live in this tiny little apartment. It's yeah. been a year now. Wow. And um, I, we we're still both working on our books and we're really focused on it. And I get, I, I don't think I could have done what I've done with just like, if I had just started seeing a somatic healer yeah, and because of the intensity of what's been happening. So I've basically spent a year um, just putting a lot of things on the back burner and really focusing in on my health and well being, And it's working. Now yeah. I'm dancing and I know. I'm, yeah. And yeah. I want to talk about that. Like that. So one of the things that, you know, from, you know, us talking and stuff is like, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions, but one is like, what is like the one thing that you're just like loving about Berlin? I I think you expressed that, but one of the things that I noticed that because you're a dancer, you've, you, you know, you're actually, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that, that realm at all, but you're actually very skilled and like competitive in some ways in the past and you haven't danced in a long time. So you coming into dancing and like, I see like just not even the dancing stuff, but just into the art of things, you know, and just really tapping into that. How has that been? Like, and can you talk to a little bit about your dancing stuff? I mean, I'll talk about the art first that yeah. I think there's, I, I lived alone on a graveyard for seven years yeah. <laughs> definitely not a lot of art around <laughs> well and it's a very artistic little village it is actually but, you're right you're right yeah, yeah. but it village. was like yeah but it was me the graveyard of one street full of people that I loved but mm -hmm. they were all yeah and then the beach and I it was wonderful it it healed me up until to where I could do what I needed to do yeah. to get here and then now I am in the city that it just art is everywhere. Like there's yeah. graffiti and murals and museums and art shows and just stuff. And so I have been just throwing myself into this. We, you know, the weekends we ride our bike and we find a new museum and we go there and just, in, it's, it's been fantastic for yeah. me. Um, and then the dancing part is, yeah, I've been a swing dancer for swing um, dancer, since, yeah. since before that Gap commercial came out in the 90s. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I remember you already, were into it. Yeah. yeah, I was already doing I think yeah. I went with your brother the first time. Luke? Yeah, I think it was Luke. It was really? one of the younger brothers. It was either you or like the Saps, you know? Oh, but, it might have been the Saps. But the cool thing was like, and you, you and uh, our guitar player from my old band, mm -hmm. um, Rye, used to swing dinosaurs and nobody knew what the fuck like what the <laughs> fuck is this shit like yeah. and we'd go on tour and rye would bring his fucking dance shoes and i remember one time there was a show there was a punk show upstairs and there was a dance thing downstairs and rye broke out his dance shoes and was we're like what the fuck and he was down there and we'd go down there like what the hell but yeah you all were doing it like way before gap commercials yeah yeah <laughs> just well, to, Give you props. <laughs> well, and I want to, I just bring it back to the focus of your podcast, but 
the reality is, is that I come from a ton of trauma, like yes. really, really intense. Like people did not think that I was ever going to be okay from the level of trauma. And I am so lucky. It wasn't just traditional therapy that saved me. It was mm. traditional therapy getting a, a mindfulness practice, but then mm -hmm. also being able to take the mindfulness practice that we learned on cushions, sitting in mm -hmm. circles, mm -hmm. having a fucking sangha and taking that to the other things in my life. So from the seat to so, the street, let's yeah, do well, this. swing dancing is an incredible meditation yeah. because especially I like really, really fast and really, really hard. Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. And you, so you train your body into a muscle memory yeah. And then you're listening to the music and you're yeah. communicating with another human being. Yeah. And it's one of the few times where my brain just goes woof and I mm. am in the moment. Yep. The other part of it is I suffered from intense anxiety and I have swarms of depression and I started mm. swing dancing. And what swing dancing felt to me was like I could I, I, I found a way for my body to be happy, even if my head and emotions weren't. Yeah. And that led the way. Beautiful. And now I, it, it's this, it's for me also, it's it, like, you no know, understanding how my body stores energy and yes. like, and addresses energy. And yeah. a big part of what I know is about with my migraines and with my other issues is that often it is that I am tr not addressing an intense amount of energy. Mm -hmm. And I, through, I think this connection between movement and sound really, really helps yeah. me. Like, so when I dance a lot, I generally don't get, it's not just physical exercise. It is a connection between sound hitting my body and my body and energy getting to move through. Well, so. Yeah. And I think it's like a communication. You're even talking about like a communication with your own body, but then in communication with another kind of thing. And that is that is mindfulness that is meditation right rather than creating uh uh you know creating something outside of ourselves, you're going inside and do you mm -hmm. feel like the pantera like it's kind of rad that it's like full circle you didn't even know what was happening when you started dancing but now doing the pantera approach and doing more somatic healing there's a, a deeper understanding like oh this energy is just stored and needs to maybe not be released, but just move, be more fluid rather than mm -hmm. just like stuck, maybe stuck in your spine, maybe stuck, you know, in your whole fucking body kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what I'm finding, and you should definitely have Cla uh, Claudia or Vered, the co-founders on to talk about this. I would love I'm, that. Yeah. I'm not an expert, yeah, but yeah. Um, what I, what I have found and what I, one of the things that I love and that we have Brett and I have a ton of crossover. How I ran the schools that I was, the treatment programs and, and the core of the Pantare approach, we constantly are talking. I'm like, yeah, I did this. And it, so anyways, one of the core things that I found is it's often, um, I'm not sure if I believe that energy gets stored in like my knee, you know, right, I okay. don't necessarily, I yeah. think there's a lot of like, and I think you could ask for it about that. I think that there are access, access points for us to have communication and, to, and have our body have communication with our whole systems, right? One of the major things for me about having the Pantare sessions are to really have a curious and uh, loving and open uh, mm. relationship with 
myself and my body. And, yeah. and one of the major things that happens, which I was absolutely surprised by, is how no matter what I'm having a session for, and I'm having sessions like where I'm having these migraines that have put me in the hospital in the past, and, and I'm having sessions and she's sitting with me for what feels like hours and we're working through it. And what comes through is like, I finally get to see that I'm like, oh, a lot of this is me shutting down how generous I am. Because wow. I, and, and how, how love, how much love I have and how like there's trauma. And that of course, like my childhood has come up, but it's actually yeah. not the things I would talk about in therapy. It's, it's things where my generosity was at conflict with my need for survival. Yeah. And then I can, it's not that I love what happened to me. It's that I'm reclaiming an incredible power within myself that is here, mm -hmm. that I am, that is me. I was there. Yes. And so there's a lot of that that's happening for me. So I love that. Well, I've, I've been doing some training. It's kind of <laughs> without even us like talking about it, like I've been doing the somatic training with um, an a organization called ISITA and it's the innate somatic um, experiencing and stuff. And what I've noticed is that just like anything, emotional pain, physical pain, we tighten up around it. And the regarded, so, yeah, it's like your butt cheeks tighten up, <laughs> everything's tightening up. So when we're bringing like your generosity, you're just bringing generosity where kind of softening around it or just giving it space to be there. You know, maybe there's a story attached, maybe there's not or whatever, but it's just, I feel like the body emotions for me are it, it, sensations in the body. It's not the story. Mm -hmm. And and we kind of talk about this. We've talked about this before. It's like, we get really attached to the traumatic event, which we don't want to dismiss, but it's how we are held afterwards or not held, how we were met, how there was no repair. So the body just stores that because it's just fucking protecting. And that's kind of my sense. And when we can start repairing is when we start uh, acknowledging and softening and just acknowledging is just softening right there, just validating, oh, this is pain, what's around the pain. And that's generosity, giving ourselves that attention in a different way, I feel. Do you kind of feel that same way and kind of what you're pointing to a little bit? Yeah, but also... It's not even me bringing in generosity to that experience. It's, it's just a it's generous actually, response. No, it's a, actually that I, I am a generous person and it is yeah. one of my superpowers and that it was present in that experience. And it also is pre in pre present in the um, aftermath and and the and claiming it and being able to truly own it, yeah. it is actually the thing that helps make room in that like to have movement for me not just sure. physically but energetically. energetically and then the other thing i think just about trauma if we're re really going to talk about whatever is that um I really feel like we're, there's this lots of misconceptions and lots of things people hang on to in order to either um, even feel make themselves feel better about the trauma that other people experience, or there's ways that we want to quickly bypass things. So I, that's a whole we could I think we yeah, talked about season about that. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that um, having worked through a lot of my own trauma and worked with a lot of people who had experienced intense trauma, one of the things I think that is um, truly revolutionary is, oh, how am I going to say this? 
Mm. We often in the world wants to focus on the powerlessness of mm-hmm. the of what of being abused. And in, and absolutely, we need to address that and, and allow ourselves the emotions around that powerlessness. Yeah. And the reality is, is that there you there's an incredible power in what you did to survive. Yes. However you survived, you find it's like the I just said this on another podcast, but there's that roomy quote that says the the wound is where the light enters yeah. you. And I actually don't believe that. I actually believe the the wound is where your light is revealed to you. Yeah. And and it's not you don't have to have a wound or get that light. But if you have the wound, I would say we that uh it, that there is so much information there about your own beauty your own power your own personality that of, of like how you can survive how you navigate not having your needs met how you all of that yeah. and that's yeah. really this iteration of what i've been doing is like truly embracing this person mm-hmm. that i am that i was as a little kid that was going yes. through that and i was as a 20 year old and i was a like it truly embracing that and doing it because my body is demanding it. Yeah. Fucking a man. It's, fucking if it was just it's, it's telling you something. Yeah, I know. I could just, yeah. I actually would just, I'm like, it's can hard I to be- stop and listen though, because it's like, fuck. And well, we were never taught it's yelling. It's yelling. Yes. Yeah, like stop yelling at me. Where it learns this behavior. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, body. you said something and you kind of, I think you're kind of saying it too. It's like, right now and i i don't know what book you're reading or something but it was like an insight that you had that we really focus on the wound we focus on the wound and again i never don't want to dismiss that when we talk about the wound and you can talk about what we mean by that and it's a traumatic event or this thing that happened but i remember you saying that your insight was you know we focus so much on the wound and not the wounded and it's the wounded parts of us that I think need the attention. And that's where the, I think the repair is the, you know, you know, you talk about that. You mentioned that little girl that was there, that you, you, that little girl is you that was there. That was the wounded person. How can I be with that part and let that part know that I'm here, you know, and I'm, you know, not dismissing what happened and not just trying to be, you know, we'll get into with the book stuff, but just trying to be grateful or all the things that we are taught, like coming from the background that we came in, you know, 12 step or whatever, any kind of spiritual kind of stuff where it's like, just be grateful or kind of floaty or whatever. It's like, it's a, such a dismissive And what we're finding. And what I hear you're finding is, it's, it's like, no, be with what is happening. And, you know, the gratitude will arise that everything that, you know, is arising for you will arise naturally. The the generosity, it's there already. We don't have to try to be generous. We don't have to try to be grateful. Sometimes we need to orient our awareness those ways, you know. But uh, I feel like it naturally arises when we give ourselves that attention, when we're not dismissing our experience, not just trying to take some Advil because we have a migraine because it's a headache or whatever, you know, it's like, well, you know what I'm saying, right? It's like dismissing what's really going on is your body is fucking screaming right now. And that's that's what I like about the somatic healing. And I feel like it's such a huge part of a mindfulness practice because what mindfulness means is present time awareness, just what is happening in real time and how what's our response to what is happening, right? And it's like, that's what the somatic healing is. Emotion isn't the story. We hold on to the story and ident- we identify with the story. It's actually a sensation that's happening in the body right now. 
that's where the information is. We get so caught up in the story of why and trying to figure it out or fix it, you know, or forget about it or whatever. And the body's like, no, I just need some attention here. And then how we give it attention is just by slowing down and maybe just being with, you know, and some understanding and compassion naturally arises. That's kind of what I feel. Yeah. I do too. And we've had lots of these conversations yeah. where then I'm all, and then also some of us need a whole bunch of fucking tools to not just sit there and pay attention because pay, sometimes we're not ready or sometimes, I don't know, my brain is like, it's doing a job. My brain is supposed to be separating me. My brain is supposed to be yes. operating on worry and survival. So it's going to be anxious. It's going to be looking at whatever, how everything is wrong. It is doing its job. Bless its heart. Yes, and, and honor also, that part. Yeah, yeah, honoring that part and for sure. For me to have a better experience and also to me to have the quality of my thoughts and emotions be conducive to being able to do, you know, other like be present. I, I try to offer the tools that just assist us in developing a different relationship with ourselves as we are right now. So the reason why with my workbook, it's it the one of the reasons why it I have a difficult time with marketing is because I don't want to promise you jack shit. No, I don't yeah. want these are tools. There's yes. no nobody's gonna get the same outcome. No. And it's not a one and done. And so what I did was I went through and I was like, if I only had one little thing to give somebody that I was like, okay, here's some tools to just deal with being a human, no matter what your spiritual concepts are, no matter who you are, and I'm not going to have answers. I'm just going to have questions and I'm going to have activities so that you can just start to get to know who you are right now. And then also maybe have some tools as you change to then meet that version of yourself or that what's the revealing of yourself there. So like with, and, and I think the, each chapter has an intro. You would know if you read it. Jeff. I fucking <laughs> read all the intros. And so I, I want to get, so yeah, I, let's Are just you going to delete that part? No, I'm not deleting any of this shit. <laughs> this is fucking it. But so this fucking segue into the book thing, because, you know, I have other questions. We can talk about that later. But so kind of what we're both like, I think I've learned this from you or maybe we learn this from each other. Just the way I think one of the things that really uh, we teach well together, I think, because we are just presenting like these tools and how we learn to use these tools rather than here's the tools that are going to fix you, right? Mm -hmm. It's like more of like, what is your experience with these tools? How are you relating to it? You froze for a minute. Are you still there? I'm here. Okay, Can cool. You, you just froze or you're just kind of... But so that's what I think is... I tell people, I go, don't believe me. I don't fucking have the answers. I don't know what's going to work for you. I know what works for me. This is what works for me. And it's a bunch of different modalities that come from... 12 step recovery stuff to Buddhist recovery stuff to now, I mean, I was very rigid in those things to now putting my feet in the dirt, going for, you know, hugging a fucking tree where I was like, this is, you know, some weird fucking spirit. like to really like getting into like some other modalities that you spoke to a little bit earlier that we're not going to totally speak to, but you know, ritual and, and that it really is like all these different things. And I truly believe and I think you too, like, that's how we present it is like, 
you can have a buffet, you can have a hodgepodge, but you know, you have your go-to. My fallback always is on mindfulness, always. It's rooted in that, but then it branches out to what tool is going to kind of not work to fucking heal or fix or anything, but to help me be with. And sometimes those fucking tools are the tools that helped us fucking survive. Those tools of like, one of the things that, and this is what I wanted to point to with you. Like when I first met you, like I've been reflecting a little bit, like what are the, we met each other when I was like 22, I think. We were younger because I, (laughs) we were hanging out when I was like 16, 17. Yes. you You're were four years older than me, 17. Yes. And you, you yeah. were 21. Yeah. And I was 16 because we hung out. Damn. No, you were older than No, that. I was 17. You were, you're older than that. I'm just going to say you're older than that just because. Well, we stopped hanging out when I was 18. <laughs> okay. So, but what I wanted to point to is like, you've always been a fucking badass. Like, like you not a shit talker, but like you just fucking, you're a badass and you had this, this kind of this, this, you take no shit from fucking anybody and you knew how, and you still do, you know how to articulate what you're fucking experiencing and just fucking bring it back to them, how they're being fucking people in general or just things in general are just shitty and being unskillful and you're fucking so good at it. And that's part of your armor, really, I think. And it's like, how did you find and how are you finding balance in with, because what I see underneath, what a lot of people may not see is I see such a fucking sweet and sweet, sensitive, beautiful human being that is, you know, that, that is awesome, you know, and I don't know if everybody sees that. You know, because you are so like, uh uh-uh, you're not taking shit from fucking people. So how did you find balance? How do you find balance with that? And I think it kind of, the book is a reflection of that, the sense of humor, but then how to find the sensitivity, you know? So can you speak to that a little bit? Does that question make sense? Or did, how are you I mean, taking, how are you taking that you are a, a badass <laughs> shit talker? <laughs> Oh, I, I know. (laughs) I I think I, you know, I was, I had a honky tonkin shit talking Southern mother and I read Jane Austen. So you put those two together, you're going to, you're going to get some words. (laughs) I'm going to knock your tit in the dirt eloquently. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I can't think that the book is that really, that's, that's what just flipping through. You know, and reading the stuff, it's a reflection of that. <laughs> I'm just going to tell every, the listeners that it's I'm not a big journaling, self-help kind of thing. I don't think this is really a self-help. It's just a self ref, a way to reflect on what's going on and to have like more of a practical spiritual path. But yeah, I don't I don't fucking read that much anyway. So anyway. That's what I'm telling the listeners. Mm-hmm. Go back to to you. How did you find balance? How did the, you know? I don't know if I, the, the, my, my personal response to that, hearing it is from you right now is why do I need to find balance mm, so that other, okay. so that more people will like yeah. me? Because, no, no, I mean, <laughs> no, it's, to because Roxanne, can I be fucking, I'm going to be frank because 
part of the badass you is fucking amazing. It's fucking, that's one of my attractions to you. But the other part that I think that people don't really see that I really see is that really sensitive and just fucking, you know, you're a fucking human too. You know, it is not to have people like you, but I think it's like, it's a, a service to you to really be, um, be with that part of you. And you have with me for sure. And maybe to, to others too, but and I, I might be just kind of, generalizing in general but you know you know just I'm, like I'm look at your of... tiktoks your tiktoks are like fucking they're amazing because it's just it's fucking to the point and it's a matter of fact and it's like yeah you know i i'm gonna reflect that i think that some of this from you is coming from feeling protective of me mm-hmm. and uh because of well, my absolutely. social media platform absolutely and and I motherfuckers quit fucking talking <laughs> shit. Okay, and yo. and i i I want to say that when the idea of finding balance with this is, yeah, it's great. I have worked my life to like, when does the warrior come up and when does this nurturing part come up? And am I both are both? valid? Yes. And the truth is, is that it doesn't resonate with me that I am seeking balance at this point because there's not a single person in my life that I want to know that I am kind and gentle and sweet that doesn't know that and feel that from me. I have okay, active fair. participation in my relationships and people know that if I fucking do something unskillful, they can tell me. And I am very, I, I do not hold back on my my absolute love for the people near me. No. And, and I, I can, I can testify social, to that. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. And to and I'm vulnerable and I I, you know, I'm taking a lot of personal inventory. I am checking myself a lot. And oh, I yeah. so, but then on my social media platform, the reality is is that. I, everything I'm doing is infused with a very clear concept of kindness that I am working on all the time. And the people who resonate with it can see the kindness and the, in, in what I'm doing. If I'm calling out some sort of behavior and if you, if, if you can't see that I'm walking an actual clear code of ethics and how I'm addressing it, as well as who I'm protecting and what I'm trying to change by addressing these things, it is very, very easy to think that somebody who is out there addressing cultural issues is somehow perpetually angry and somehow not nurturing. And I will tell you that it is the absolute way that we have kept femmes, women Mm -hmm. and femmes, from actually doing things that we are very, very good at. And one of the things is we are incredible protectors and we understand culture and culture creation. And so my addressing cultural issues is one of the most spiritual things that I do. It's the most nurturing things that I do. It is more nurturing than if I had chosen to be a mother against my will. Mm. It is not my calling to be that kind of nurturing. It is my calling to address how how a culture is because that's how I, I nurture i created cultures in the schools i ran i yep. create cultures in the groups that i run i create cultures between the co- the communities that i'm a part of and that's what i do so if, if if people don't see it as nurturing i think that they probably um have some self-reflection to do Absolutely. or i'm just not their cup of tea and yeah. they could go have a whole bunch of other cups of tea <laughs> yeah. and yeah. i am i am really I mean, like I went through my dad dying, my mom dying, my friends breaking down. I show up and I cry on there sometimes, but I also am honest about it. Like, like I'm, yeah. So, so I know I just went on a, uh, uh, um, 
a a dissertation about this, but it also I I feel pretty strongly. I've been thinking yeah. a lot about, uh, especially as I'm finishing my memoir, and I am reading it aloud to a couple people, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like people yeah. are going to find you know, like when people understand the like specifics of what you went through, and I'm like, there's a part of me that wants to go, yeah, like you wonder why I'm the way I am, you wonder why I'm a bit intense, you wonder why I'm all these things. Wow, I've been through some shit, you know? (laughs) But the other part is that I'm like, oh, I don't really need them to understand. No, yeah. And that's such a a great filter, right? If then that's what I see is like you've taken it into a a filter. It's like, okay, yeah, you know what's true to your heart. It's super, it's everything that you do from my lens is authentic. It's true to who you are. And I'm not saying that it's not when you're, it's, I don't feel like it's a, you know, you're putting on some act on there kind of thing. You know, that's, that's not what I'm pointing to. I, it's like, I feel, what do I feel? Nah, maybe I, I'm just being protective, but the thing, <laughs> but the main thing is, is like what I'm hearing too, is like, what a great filter to like how we want to be in relationship. It's like, oh no, that's not, not my people. You're not going to resonate to my, my truth, my heart cool where that's hard for us i mean for me because i just want fucking people to like me and if you fucking do a bad comment you know it's i talk about i've talked about it before if you when i was in a band you know when i was in a popular band if you didn't like my band you didn't like me for some reason you know it's like i would take it so fucking personal and getting to a place where it's like um you know this who you are is something way more than what people perceive us as when you know we're doing any kind of putting ourselves out there you know there's so much more i mean this is your voice and this is i'm hearing that this is part of your nurturing path and that's beautiful to have that discernment like no this is my calling this is the way i nurture is like is, is uh standing up to injustice especially femme and poc i i see it what you're doing is fucking beautiful beautiful and the the sussing out the what is uh uh kind and nice is such a blurry line and you're really getting to like no i'm not saying don't be nice or don't be kind yeah don't no no, i'm sorry don't be kind it's just don't fucking fawn in being nice you know where that was a survival fucking thing for us because we just wanted to feel fucking, I'm, I, was, I say us, but for me to just uh, be liked, to fit in. And how many times have I sacrificed my true self, my sensitive part, just to be fucking a part of, right? Like so much, I, that just my own reflection on it. Yeah, so. and I, I think that if we, if we it's i don't know if it's a blurry line between nice and kind i think no. it's pretty fucking clear like, well yeah for and, you and, yeah for sure but for people you, it's not right it's like you know if I you talk, do my activity book and journal, right. you will understand your own concept of what being kind is and not be going and sniffing up everybody's ass all the time trying to <laughs> because they're pissed off because they you made them uncomfortable because you're actually being a good human being and not yeah. just placating cultural norms so that everyone will fucking like you or things will stay the same and right. that's the thing i think with spirituality like i name you know the name spiritual af i don't want like having spiritual in my name necessarily I you know but the reality (laughs) is is that one of the things is that people are used to people 
having an interest or having a vocation, and then you take on a personality around it. So I'm supposed to wear certain clothes. I'm supposed to speak in some certain tone. I'm supposed to be interested in certain things. I'm supposed to wear certain jewelry. I'm supposed to like certain music. And I am supposed to make you feel comfortable about this whole thing. And because you're, you, because that is the, the role that you take. And that is fucking nice. You know, right. and nice yeah. means that I'm going to our, our we're, I'm not going to call bullshit out. I'm not going to actually do what a kind action is like, a, which, which is make sometimes often making somebody uncomfortable, be, you know, so like, yeah. that's one of the things I think with like, um, my message is sometimes I like, I recently have been like, Oh, my God, like, I could make so much money if I just was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna play into this role, but it's not. I can't. I don't want to do it. It's I not you. It's, no. it's not me. And I think there are some people who actually have that personality, but I think it's kind of rare. I think yeah. people. I think people are emulating things that make other people that signify. Okay, I'm gonna. You know, I have some sort of. Uh, I I have perfected this per this spiritual personality, so therefore you should listen to me. And yeah. I don't like it, and I never no. fucking have. Some and- guru bullshit. It's not even just guru, it's followers, like people yeah. that follow. Like I, I like I I don't I think we should all be checking ourselves about um what is our actual personality and what our habits we've made to 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 project to people who who we are so that they can understand and also what do we do to just not make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. And well, what is our identity? What like what is actually kind, you know? Right. And what are just rules that I'm following? And I will yes. tell you, if you study evil in communities, b- just blindly following rules is one of the core tenets of being an evil fucking piece of shit. So Absolutely. following rules without asking questions is fucked up, and that's what polite is. Yeah. I, well, Joe, every single time I'm on podcasts a lot I, lately, and nobody gets me it. going like this. I know. Let's fucking do it. Let's I'm fucking catching my pants up. I've got camel toe. I'm fifty years old. I'm fifty. I can kick. I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a perfect. So back to the book. So, in what I'm hearing is too is following finding that true self there's a true self that is underneath all the, co- the all the conditioning whether it's the trauma stuff or was the fawning stuff blah 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 but your first your first fucking uh was it not your per- first activity in your book is uh to thine own self be true so thine own ass be true okay to their own ass be true and through self-love so do you feel that that is the only way to find true self or how do you really come to finding this true self? Like what was your path to like, cause you have a sense of self, like beyond the projected self. Right. I think, and it's kind of weird me talking about this, not weird, but this is one of the things I don't agree with the Buddhist path is like, there's no self. And I'm like, ah, there's some kind of, there's a self there. There's a, uh, there's maybe no permanent self, but there is something that is, is true, you know, and, and, and you're saying find it through self-love, but can you speak more to that? Or how did you really kind of come to your own true knowing? I don't know about true knowing. I think that it's uh, um, flexibility and aptitude. Mm. 
And yes. I just have a bit more flexibility and aptitude for uh, navigating what what so what aptitude is adapting. Yeah, it's just the ability to sense, and I think it's a sense all the time. Like, what is what? Well, number one, values clarification, and all throughout yeah. this book, it look it's. I don't make a list necessarily. I'm like, what do you think about that? I guess I do. And one of them is like, what do you think about kindness? What are your what are your roles about integrity? All that kind of stuff, but. The um, the values clarification is going to be revealed to you the more curious you become about yourself and others and about issues and all of that. So uh, that I would say um, fine. I don't know if there's the concept of like a static true self. I don't I, I don't no. believe that we're static, no, no. but no. I I also think that um that we have this misconception about self-love is that somehow you're just going to be stoked on all parts. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, well, uh, you, one of your things is loving the fuckhead. Like, and I want to talk about that later is that kindness, kindness to the fuckhead, you know, is mm -hmm. like, can we send that love and kindness to the, the fuckhead? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just I, I the reason why I like posing questions is to have have it be more like uh, real reflective, more experiential. And to it, I don't think there's one way to self-love. I don't think there's one way to love all humans. Right. Like I I don't I don't think that's true. Every, everyone is different. And um, and I, I I actually don't even believe. I, I don't know if I can get into what my core spiritual beliefs are, but no. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fine. Well, you don't. We don't need. What are our core spiritual beliefs? You know, it's like, go. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Sorry. Let's get back back to you know the the finding and nurturing that that self beyond self, mm -hmm. if you will. That's kind of what I think. There's a self beyond who I think I am. You know, by outside kind of stuff. You know, and and you're saying self love and what does self love look like? It's not gooey. It's like loving all the parts you know we sometimes don't have to gooey. huh sometimes it's gooey sometimes no sometimes it is it's not just always right oh just love yourself you know it's like mm -hmm. fuck yes <laughs> i i heard one time it's like the teacher told me it's like you don't need to you don't need to like it but you can learn not to hate it and that's kind of what it's a good kind of uh Okay, I don't need to like this, but I can learn not to hate it. And that's I'm talking about my own experience, mm -hmm. not like people in general, you know, even people in general, I guess, like, I don't need to like them, but I can learn not to hate them. That's yeah, a, that's or, a segue. Yeah. Love in yeah. there. There's a, so, you know, for the last year, one of the main over the last several years, but this big the year has been really about this incredible healing for me. And at the same time, uh, I am walking around facing how many ways I'm just fucking cringy and how many ways I <laughs> fucked up and why does that come out of my mouth? And I, like, I'm literally like walking down the streets here and I'll remember shit that I have said in the recent past where I'm like, God, I'm yeah, what it's like, uh, and <laughs> yeah. it's over or beliefs that I've had, or, you know, mm. there's been, and, and, and ways that I am like truly despicable, like in some ways, right? Like, and I've lived a pretty, like people used to be like, oh, Roxanne, she lives this great, you know, she's like altruistic and not, yeah. And I've had some pretty despicable behaviors sure. just in not 
doing the work that I should have done to understand the world I fucking lived in. And that I'm just basically a little too hyper with my mouth a lot. And I, you know, (laughs) you're good with it. You're so good with it. (laughs) And it's a beautiful thing because I can use it wisely in some ways. And I use it really unwisely in others. And I have been walking around just like, Oh oh God. God." (laughs) And then I'm trying to make new friends in a different culture. And then I'm like, making wrong turns all the time and all that. (laughs) And it's so self-love isn't me going, Oh, that's so great. You know, it's me being able to be like, Oh, I want to peel my skin off. I'm so fucking. And okay. But look at you, sweetie. There you go. Mm. You know, this is what cringy's like. Like you, do you feel like part of that is like, is having empathy for those parts of yourself? Yeah, we're just being yeah, like, like we're, we're just you know we're all kind of like that. Like yeah. maybe not everybody is as loud as me about it. <laughs> yeah, but maybe even that a- empathetic, like like where that stemmed from, it's like uh-huh. this protective having empathy. It's like oh, of course you want to protect something, or you this or that. You know, I think it's again, and we've talked about this. We don't need to totally get into this. We just had a back and forth email around. You know, I'm doing this little uh, workshop on not really focused on forgiveness, but how empathy and compassion lead to this sense of forgiveness. And I think like the words like forgiveness, the words like gratitude, the words like all these different words have been in my, I'm just going to say, have been colonized in a sense where it's like, no, forgiveness doesn't mean just forgetting or like, you know, or gratitude is just not just like this, like, oh, just be grateful and like the spiritual doormat, you know, it's like how... I think empathy, what you're saying is empathy arises when you're, oh, that was cringy, but of course, okay. And then the compassion will arise of like, ah, bless your heart, you know? And that kind of, without even saying forgiveness, that's like, a, I think forgiveness, you know, there's this like, you're softening, you're you're releasing the hook that is just attaching you to shame that can really go into shame or I'm broken or I'm just fucked. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I also think there's a level of commitment uh, and just being stuck. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, I mean, I think about one of one of the things I love about you and our relationship is Mm -hmm. you. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Tell me all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to like it, Joe. Ah, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, one one thing is that I think we both really openly admire each other. Mm -hmm. Like that's right. But the but the other thing is that literally no one gets to me like you do like uh, you make me so upset sometimes yeah. and I don't like I don't get annoyed I don't get uh, right but then every conflict that we have we show up with like the undercurrent of even when I'm like why would you act like them <laughs> this happens every time you know and that but that admiration and I, I understand you better and I understand me better and that we're not going to leave we are friends. We're going to do this, right? Absolutely. And that teaches me to bring it to myself uh, and go, I can't get out of this fucking relationship. I I, I can, but I'm choosing not to fucking do that. And I'm probably not. So I'm what you, wait, you're saying oh, that you're leaving me? <laughs> you're stuck. Yeah. And with myself, if you yeah. finally just go, okay, 
I'm stuck with this brain that was wired this way and this yeah. nervous system that was wired this way and this culture that I was fucking indoctrinated into sure. this way. And I am here. And there is through meditation, you become, you figure out the observer, which is in my book. You start to have, uh, have some clarity about like, okay, my thoughts aren't just like my thoughts aren't me. My, my emotions yeah. aren't me. They are part of this whole system, but I'm stuck with you, baby. I'm here, yeah. you know? And if you can just keep going back to, all right, you know? Yeah. And, and, and here we go. Yep. This is what we did. Uh, I'm not going to leave you. And, and so I think doing like my, my main fat, uh, meditation practice is meta, the loving kindness yeah. or kind awareness as you say it. And so I do think it's really important to start developing your access to that sweetness, that, that yeah. care, that compassion so that you understand your own access to it. And yeah. then you can start bringing it into these moments where I'm never going to fucking love that I am fucking cringy so yeah. much right i'm <laughs> i'm probably with my indoctrination like i grew up you know in the 90s where we were taught to be real skinny and you know bodies were horrible so i'm probably never going to be one of those people that can look at my cellulite and be like gorgeous darling right <laughs> like <laughs> i fucking love that people can do that i yeah. but i probably with the with the wrinkles that are on my brain from years of indoctrination i'm probably always going to have to be like oh well you're yeah. my ass and you're stuck to me <laughs> here we go yeah. you know and and then it builds up to even more of that because then, it, you know, because and so that's the, that's what I think. It, yeah. And that's, what, that's what I think I know. Yeah. And it sounds like it's befriending the fuckhead, befriending and loving the fuckhead. You know, it's just like yeah. you're bef I learned befriend it from loving you, Joe. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was going to say you've learned <laughs> by befriending and loving the fuckhead. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> I learned it so from cute, you. Joe. Ah. You know, there's there's throughout the book, there are these things like um, you kind of personify parts of you so you can personify your most grateful self and it can become a person mm. that then you can kind of be like step in bro you know yeah. the grateful pillsbury doughboy but then also like personifying self-loathing personifying this and i think we can often have uh relationships with other people's fuckheadedness yeah when we because we can love them from the outside and you go yeah you make mistakes or yeah you yeah. you do this thing but gosh you're just lovable Mm. You're just lovable. And Jill, you're so lovable. Ah, thank you. And you're a fuckhead. A fuckhead for sure. I'll admit it. So I, 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 so that's where I feel like the, you touched on a little bit, the gratitude, making gratitude not so gooey and not so, you know, it, but it is gooey too. And I keep saying gooey, but not just this dismissiveness it's like that's how i i love how you bring gratitude and we've had this uh, if go to the spiritual as fuck or whatever podcast we had a whole thing <laughs> on gratitude and i was like yeah i don't know about gratitude like doing a list blah 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 i think it's just something that arises but uh i do still believe that and and i do feel like this reflection of you know where are we pointing our awareness to can we orient our awareness to some gratitude I, I i definitely think i don't want to get too much into that because you already spoke to it but i do on want our other podcast on our other podcast and you just spoke to it a little bit here but uh so basically you learned everything from me um <laughs> how to be grateful <laughs> my fuck yes. but i did want to 
So more about the book part and like, you know, of course, what resonates with me the most in your book, besides it just being a reflection of who you are, is the mindfulness part of it. And I just I really love how you put it in there and like not put mindfulness in there, but how you describe it. And I'm just going to give myself props. There's some 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 shit I think that's in there that maybe I won't say you learn from me, but we've learned together through our conversations. Like my favorite one is uh, and you you kind of switched it a little bit because we had a conversation about it because, you know, my kind of like resistance to the STFU mm-hmm. is uh, shut the fuck up. And then we talked about it and then you just did a post of, you know, um, show the fuck up. And I like that more because sometimes mm-hmm. uh, shut the fuck up is like my fucking mind. I don't know about yours, but if I'm saying shut the fuck up, it's like you shut the fuck up. Then I'm in a fucking dialogue with it. It's like I've never been told. I've never been. I've never mellowed out by being told I need to mellow out, you know. So it's like, why would I tell myself that? But I, you know, just that's one of the things that I, I saw. But the other the the mm-hmm. first thing that you you said in the book and i think i I think i wrote it down but um i want i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it up it's right here i really love is um oh here it is yeah you don't have to go into that bad neighborhood of your mind alone here are a couple tips to help you in meditation practice but we always would say that right because we're doing guided meditations and you know for me for me, especially in the beginning of learning mindfulness, like meditation, it was like, it would be silent meditation and just like, it's like, what the fuck? And just like, sit still, be stoic. You see the Buddha statue. And it was like, I'm never going to be able to achieve that. Never, you know? So the guidance was really important. And I love that your this whole workbook helps you're you're guiding people you know you're helping them you're going into this bad neighborhood of our minds you know with an ally if you will you know so i really feel like guidance is super important and it's really it's it's trauma informed really to to really uh say i'm right fucking here with you you know it's like let's do this you know you can do this and then ultimately you'll be able to go into that neighborhood your mind um, on your own, because that's what we're offering here is like, not that you need me forever. I mean, you do need me forever, but as far as teachers, <laughs> as far as teachers, I don't want to be like, oh, you always need to, I want to give them the tools and they can teach them how to learn the t- to use the tools to refine their own path to their heart so that they, it's like such a self-empowering practice. Mindfulness is, I think, and I think it you're taking that into your whole spiritual realm of offering people stuff um, that you have the tools. They're here. Mm-hmm. Here's how to use them. Go, you know, so kind of went on a tangent, but one, I just wanted to speak to that. You uh, put some of the stuff that uh, maybe you've learned from me in there. And I, I no, you're just that. wanting credit. You went on that whole thing and you're wanting to be I'm not like, wanting credit you got for me. <laughs> yes. Joe, you have affected me. I knew I've grown. And I'm not and opposite think, to you. And, um, yes, clearly. It's a reciprocal. I, it's clearly. I, but I, uh, I didn't plagiarize. Those are those are kind of common. I know. I'm not saying like, you plagiarized. But I was and, like, maybe and, Giddy. I'm like, 
Oh, yes, shit. You definitely, I hear your voice when I hear, mm. especially you don't have to go into the bad neighborhood alone and finding your anchor. Anchor. You, that, you yeah. know, like yeah. coming, like I hear you constantly, like, uh, and oh, what's your, like, uh, I love you, keep going. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's George Haas, but definitely. T- well, I, see, I, I don't know that fucking dude. I know you, you know, <laughs> and it's your voice in my head. But yeah, right. if you if you ever want me to credit you for something, I will. Well, how, no, you don't, no, fuck no. How has your, how, speaking of the meditation practice, because I know that you've, you've had a meditation practice for a long time. You've been mm-hmm. practicing meditation since the early 90s, before I was ever fucking practicing. I was like, fuck that shit, but you mm-hmm. were doing it. How is your, <laughs> back to me, how has your meditation practice changed since we've been working together? Oh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> dude you know my favorite part of your book these two parts this thing i always say and this other thing i always say and then okay let's turn no, back to another question I want it because how is your this practice is, this is called hella meditated and <laughs> because no I, but because i've seen a i've seen a shift and just like you've seen a shift with me, like talking about, like you'll fucking point it out to me, like Joe, you are talking, like putting my feet in the dirt or whatever, like shit that I was like, okay, like no fucking way, like you have changed my, not changed, but just opened my heart to, I don't know, to to ways to fucking come into my heart, you know. So I'm just kind of curious, how has your meditation practice changed in it in any way? Not just from me, but just from working with each other, you know, because I am the am the or a meditation teacher, mentor kind of stuff. And and we learn a lot from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think the is first that thing too, that comes. Is that, is that... <laughs> yes. <It's>, yeah, Joe. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I um I think the first thing that comes to mind it's not necessarily the um the many ways and many ways the the many different types of meditations you know how to lead absolutely but I knew those like yes, I've did. been meditating for a long absolutely. time I whatever there's these times where I was truly in so much excruciating pain that I felt like I I couldn't do it anymore. And you would either, you know, you led me in a meditation through a migraine once, through my back once, through an emotional upheaval once, and this friend showing up and being present and just being there and and your voice and and it's it's i i can't say that everyone's going to have a meditation teacher friend who has got a blown out punk rock voice that sounds like a kitten licking <laughs> your ear like that's very very special mm. but the reality is is that um we can like for me my that's it's changed for me in those times where it's excruciating to be a human to remember that I can come back in those moments I don't have to do a meditation every single day right. I don't have to have that right. but you know but to have that 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 kind of really visceral memories of when it was really, really bad for those months and months and you would be on the phone with me or sitting next to my bed 
and reminding me that like there was just a breath and then an out and that I could find some sweetness and kindness or I could find some just open-armed acceptance. And that really changed for me. Mm-hmm. That that voice in my head, the part, you know, because I can I could survive anything. I've survived, you know, before I was eight, I survived shit that most people would yeah. never, ever, ever have to. And I don't want to I don't want to survive it the way that she did. I want to survive it the way that this person did who who knows how to to you know soften and mm-hmm. is able has earned you know has created a life around her that she can soften i didn't have that opportunity then so mm-hmm. that's i think like you know you're yeah. a great meditation teacher and people well, should follow you yeah, and even no, people who've been meditating looking, you know that's not like, totally what i'm looking for but i just wanted to reflect some the things that i've seen like you know you do you know all the practices that you know because i mean fuck they're all the same practices it's just how they presented kind of thing but one of the things that i noticed with your kind of like getting into like especially the mindfulness meditation practice a little bit more is you know meditation there's all kinds of different meditations mindfulness is just ah meditation right um and i feel like and i i find a lot of people do this is um you know, we're looking, still looking outside of ourself to do these practices, whether it's like, okay, I'm feeling this certain way. I'm going to do a sound bath, which I think sound baths are great, but it's creating experience, or I'm going to do this ritual kind of thing. And that's all great stuff. But what mindfulness helps us do, and that's what I try to present to people is like, how are you meeting your experience right now? And one is it, can you find a place just to rest your awareness that doesn't suck just for a fucking a moment. There's so much more going on than just the physical or emotional pain that we're so stuck on it because I mean, it's a survival for one, but if we can just take a moment and just shift our awareness to the feet, the seat, the sounds, the breath, just for a moment, you know, and then all the other nurturing stuff will arise where we can soften. So I feel like that's, being with our experience rather than dismissing our experience or creating uh, a new experience. So mindfulness, I feel, is like being with your experience. And that's what I've seen with you is learning to be with your experience. And that's where your practice of, I love like one of your main things with mindfulness practice in general, when we work together, is the sense of curiosity of what is have the curiosity for ourselves of what's what is happening right now you know and that, which leads us to even the somatic healing stuff the body stuff what is really the sensations that are happening right now can i can i just get out of the story the repetitive like uh, for a moment just for a moment and there's the breath here can i find some sweetness in the in breath and out breath can i find that sweetness that is already here in my heart you know and that's i I've seen that shift because, you know, we've had, especially in the beginning of us talking about like your practice, my practice was like, yeah, but, ah. and now we still have that, but it was more of like a, a common, I think. And we've talked about that. There's like, oh shit. I definitely myself, I fucking have changed my rigid spiritual mindfulness, Buddhist kind of ways, you know, with having long and deep conversations with you about what spiritual spirituality is so just wanted to reflect that then i'm not trying to get fucking props for that <laughs> you know what i'm saying a little bit a little bit maybe little bit. thanks for the plug mm-hmm. <laughs> all right um so again 
kind of, we've talked about the emotional awareness and, and the body sensation stuff and um with pant pantorera that's the that's the pantorea pantorea um but i did want to talk about like more about the book is is what are you most proud about what are you most proud of about the book Hmm? I I'm thinking for a second. Okay, you, think. you know, I, I there's there's certainly things in there that I am uh just the fact that it got published is really what I'm proud of. I I was shopping before in 2010 I had a book proposal for a self-help book for my type of people and I shopped it around and people said those type of people don't buy self-help, they don't do spirituality. Oh, and I was like, fuck you people, right? Mm -hmm. And then this whole kind of path of how this all happened. And then when I got to do it, not, and I really, I didn't want to do a self-help book where I was clearing my throat and trying to sound like, you know, more than I was. <laughs> and I was over explaining and having to do, I'm like, I didn't want that shit. I have to go. It's 11, 11. I just wanted to let you know that. Oh, Joe, <laughs> magic angel numbers. Um, that, uh, that, I didn't, I didn't want to write the typical self-help yeah. book because I don't read them that way. I go in and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I know you're professional. Okay. What's, what's your tool? What's your tool? What's your tool? And, um, and I didn't even, I, I, it, I didn't even think of an activity book and journal. My, I got, I did the decks first and then my publisher came to me and was like, why don't you do this? Yeah. And then I pulled out this book proposal from years ago and really went, it's still like my, the stuff that I think is like the basic tools and the, the things that I think, well, when we say basic tools, I want to say too, it's not like, not just beginner. It's like the, 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 the foundational tools, yes, like the absolutely. further into this where I'm doing yeah. some fucking spiritual shit yeah. and I'm still going back, you know, these are the foundation. One so of your yeah, tools like, is a bulldozer. <laughs> yes. And then I'll just specifically, I did not think that I could get away with this, but the last page I, I, so they, they have a, uh, they had a, um, a artist do the collage. Which and the, it, it's designers. perfect. Yeah. The fucking, yeah. The layout is fucking perfect. Um, but then I, so I didn't actually say much. I just said, I wanted it to look like a cool kid in, in, you know, in high school's, uh, journal or their yeah. locker. And I was like, I want it to just be like, not all like the actually cool kid, the one who's like into <laughs> like shit that like, isn't necessarily cool, but they just own right. it that kind of thing. Yes. But then the, so I didn't design anything, but then the last page I drew a picture and it's like all, I mean, the per people on, uh, you, you can see it. You could, you yeah. have the book. She's holding but up the book. It's the last page. So you so got to get the book and look at the last page. Yeah. And it's just how, like, if I was writing. A it is actually the last letter, page. Yeah. And it's, if I was writing a, like a long love letter to a friend or about, you know, I would, I would cover the page like this and I would write this in, in it. And so it's my little love letter. And, um, and then so the second can I read the last it? page. Sure. So it's just a bunch of thank it's like thank you 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 over and over and in the middle is thank you you glorious amazing love lovable precious fuckhead mm, fucking beautiful love that and what was it? you said the second to last um they asked me for my signature and so yeah. my actual signatures there uh, and uh, I just thought it was really cool so that's but, so awesome and my name is on the front and it's a book like it's a book book and i wrote a fucking so there's a book. lot of things even yeah. before like i wrote a like i'm writing this literary memoir and but then i'm like i it smells like a book you can flip the pages i wrote a fucking book 
<laughs> what was what was one of the hardest things to write? Uh, I had to go like <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. I had to go like live at my editor's house for right. a week to I finish it because I was like, I'm losing my mind. I can't do this. And um, and I think a lot of it was trying to write the introductions to where it's um I, I had to find the like important thing that I wanted to shift from the dominant cult, like culture about meditation, about self-love. And right. I wanted to address that, but also do it in a way that goes, e if you believe this, I'm still your friend. If you, yeah. if you are part Honoring. of that, I'm on, in my honor this. And so it yeah. was this like thing for me. Cause I'm like, when I'm in person or when I'm on a video, I feel like it can come across, but putting it down on a page, yeah. you know, it's concrete. And yeah. so, um, yeah. And then the intro where I tell my story about uh, my, my, you know, my personal spirituality and my spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, uh, that was, a that was a lot of work. And then I'll just say one more thing is um, the, the end page, I write just a kind of goodbye. And it was, you know, I, I referenced my foster mom, Carmen, who mm. was really influential on me, who was like this very damaged angel in my life. Mm. And so it was, I, it was a part of my grief process to write yeah. this last page. It was, I was very surprised at like how much emotion came up, but how yeah. honored, how like I, I could feel Carmen being like, I'm in a book. <laughs> yeah, <rips>. <laughs> <laughs> She's just up there fucking jazz musicians. Super like she's a groupie, but yeah. she's looking down being yeah. like, you know, yeah. I'm in a book. So, yeah. There... I knew you put me in a book. <laughs> Is there anything you would have, it would, would have changed, would change about the book? I mean, like the decks, there's there's cards that I don't necessarily stand behind anymore because mm -hmm. I've grown and changed. And I yeah. would, you know, I think if we do another deck, I would take out some of them. Um, the book is so new. And even though I wrote it last year because it goes to print and it takes a long time, I haven't quite gotten to something that I would change yet. Cool. I, I'm still, it's still new relationship yeah. energy right now. And um, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, there is. We are, we're why do you want to change something? You've only read like portions of it. Are you trying to open yourself up to change my shit, Joe? Why don't you write a book? <laughs> well, it would have been nice if you, Joe taught me that if we, no, excuse me. No, it was just a question. No, no. But I do like that. Like, of course, like we're all, totally evolving and there's you know put like you said this isn't concrete you know and if we're not evolving and like yeah you know it hopefully it's not something like oh fuck that is definitely not what i believe anymore but it could be still and that's okay you know we're constantly like i said with our relationship our relationship with spiritual spirituality there's tons of shit has shifted in my kind of view around what recovery is, spirituality is, you know, and that that's, that's great. You know, I think that's, we're, we're supposed to, we're just like, mm -hmm. we're just stuck in rigid views. I don't know. You're going to snap. You need to be more malleable and flexible, you know? So, yeah. And always reflect like, Oh, okay. What's to be learned? Not in like a shame. Oh, I fucked up. It's like, Oh, it's not totally what I believe in right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no, I'll write I wouldn't change. Book. Oh yeah, exactly. I wouldn't change shit. Um, there's another thing too that I wanted to talk about and kind of moving forward after book kind of stuff. And then you mentioned at your book party, um, your book release party, 
and I'm super happy because you have you you've still been teaching you and your main thing is teaching and helping people um uh, find their voice in writing and writers workshops but getting back into stepping back into helping people in the self-help realm you know mm -hmm. through this book and you have uh, a, a course come uh, is it a course coming up I just kind of wanted to no. yeah do, could you speak to that what what are you offering around this book is because that's announced yeah you have yeah yeah I want to um, what's next kind of thing with this and I so, love that you're I wanted to just keep giving you props because that excites me because you did you step back you're like oh, I don't I don't don't you know in which I think everybody should fucking do that you know, that mm -hmm. teaches self-help kind of shit or whatever, you know, it's like, take a step back, do your fucking work and then, you know, come back or if you, or not come back. But I love that it's, it's making me excited. Cause that means we can do more work together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, when I was, I, I ran these schools and I, I, I facilitated groups for 14 years and I, thought that I, I, anybody who knew me was like, there's no way that this woman will ever quit because I was so mm -hmm. into it. And so for me to, to, to stop and take a big step back was really revolutionary for me. Sure. Um, and I really, I, the book came out and then people were reflecting back to me about their experience with it. And I had this thing well up, like I've had it for a bit. You and I have done a weekend workshop. I, I, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching where it's, mm -hmm. you know, about writing with quotations around it, because a lot of what I do is I, I help people with being a human that does art you know? And so yes. uh, like my, like you always become the person who wrote the thing you all. So, so much of the work I do is still doing direct service to people that are healing and, yeah, absolutely. Or, or I'm, you know, hearing a story about somebody who is, you know, had a brutal attack and we are writing about it. And through that, we are, she's having a witness. That's yeah. like a lot. So it's very, so that you're still in. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, yeah. I think what but to art is the language of the heart for sure. And you're still doing yeah. that. But moving back, um, but to into, move back into directly, clearly going, I'm yeah. going to ex explicitly run a support group, right. and it's it's basically what I did forever. Um, but we're I'm doing it online, and it's so twelve cool. people, and it's basically to me stepping back into that realm because there are courses coming out in 2024 based on the book that won't be as intimate. So this is me stepping. I talk too long and then I burp. It always happens when we're doing it. It's it was like the get, cutest little burp, I get, though. I get, <laughs> I get like one hour of non-burping and then it starts coming out. Um, so it's 12 people. It's going to meet, you know, on Saturdays for two hours, an hour and a half, two hours. I can't remember. Um, and we're going to be going through doing, I'll be leading mindfulness. I can do it, even though you're better at doing no, it. No, <laughs> I, I, I actually I keep going because I want to reflect on one of your, your, uh, your offerings through mindfulness that is my favorite go ahead um yeah so we'll be doing you know developing a mindfulness practice uh going through each chapter and some of the stickier questions and what i really hope to do is have where people who maybe would have stopped because things got difficult they feel like yeah. they have a community to come to or places where people get stumped and they yep. don't know what to write that they can yep. bounce it off of other people and watch i think there's so much that happens when people show their growth and in mm -hmm. their growth to each other like i grow much faster when and, i am and showing their struggles and too and their struggles but, but they're yeah. yeah and so that um 
that's really what I'm hoping to do. And I'm really, I'm really excited about it. It's coming up soon. September 30th is the first, is the first meeting. And, and you can, yeah. yeah. And you can get all that information on your site. Where, where do people mm-hmm. sign up for that? Spiritual I'll, dash. I'll, I'll put in the notes too. AF.com. Yeah. Joe is all over it because we were doing stuff and then <laughs> I moved to Berlin. You did. You did. Um, but the, one of your, your like in practices, your mindfulness practice, my fucking favorite is your, your meta practice, which is loving kindness. Um, I, I like saying kind awareness, but that, I mean, as far as like leading a meditation kind of stuff, that is my fucking favorite. And not just from you, but just in general, it's just like, it's such a radical inclusion of like this, this one It's like, I feel like that practice and mindfulness in general is like a radical act of, of kindness towards yourself, just giving yourself attention. Mm-hmm. But like you include like back to the giving love and kindness to the fuckhead. And it's like, it's just such a beautiful guidance. It's, I love it. So, um, yeah, I think that you should do a, uh, your guided meditation. I'll put it on, um, on, a on, on the podcast on how to meditate podcast, mm-hmm. maybe not today. Cause we've, we've been yeah. talking a, a long time, but yeah. cause I think everybody should hear that. Cause it's fucking, and be guided through that. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Well, I have a few more questions. I mean, this has been a lot. We've been, uh, this is going to be a long one, uh-huh. um, but maybe just kind of wrapping it, wrapping, wrapping it up a little bit here. A couple personal questions. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. <laughs> one is just like kind of, you know, uh, just to let us know a little bit more about you, not about you, but your process a little bit. What's one thing that you appreciate about yourself? If you can name just one. I know it's so hard. I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, I appreciate that I go for it. Mm. That I that I have all the fears, and I have all the reasons why not, and that I can trust that even if I take a little longer, but I'm gonna go for it, and I do. And I really, I'm looking back on myself and my life, and looking back on what I do now is I go for it. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. And then what is, what's a belief about yourself that you still have or hold on to that you continue to keep calling bullshit on? (laughs) (laughs) Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. I do ask these of everybody. I don't remember hearing all these no, this okay. is yeah. But I want to. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going. I different questions. I I, I had so, I have some like kind of typical ones to ask people. But I, and I like I I do ask people these in my my groups mm. always. Yeah, mm. always. What do you? Because that's hard one. The appreciation about yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you can see what you appreciate about other people. But yeah, what's something that we hold on to? Because you obviously through my eyes and hopefully everybody sees that you fucking have done the work, but you're not exempt. We're not exempt to still fucking having that internal dialogue or this, these beliefs about ourselves that are just like, fuck, you know, but now we have the tools hopefully to just call bullshit or let go without like letting go to me is just releasing the grip. It's still there. I still have Mm -hmm. all self-doubt, low self-esteem, all this shit but a different relationship to it. And I call bullshit mm-hmm. on it. So I'm just kind of curious 
with something that you would like to share if you want to uh something that still comes up you you got to still work on calling bullshit on um i mean i i the thing that there's a lot that comes to mind right now but it's so too personal and raw yeah um but one of the things is this way that i engage with my body and i will often the, like my first response to my body is that it's physically repulsive that mm-hmm. like i am not i'm i'm somehow that that beauty is so important and if i'm not beautiful then i am powerless and that i will that i'm not that i'm physically disgusting and it's like this wave that comes through me it's like um consider like it and it's so much less than ever before but it's just there and it feels like a big wave and almost every time i'm putting myself out there because i do a lot of social media Mm. um i have to like i have to greet that and be like okay Yeah. yeah And, and I, I mean, and I'm saying that as a person who I know, like, just fit, like, the facts are is that I I have way more symmetry than the average person, I fit the mold. And, you know, if I, if you look at what, you know, to like, what our beauty standards are, is that I'm very, very blessed, I can look at that. I know that I don't get half as much as people that are not considered physically attractive. And the indoctrination for me and the, I think the indoctrination connected with the way I was abused, it feels like a powerful energy that I still have to greet and let move through me and, and be, be present while it moves through. And, and that's, that's kind of, uh, it still surprises me because I've done so much work. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't, I, I don't give it too many words anymore. Right. That's the thing where it just move, and I can feel it, and I'm like, oh, okay, and then I'm like, yeah, keep, there you go, move through, pal. Okay, you know. Like, well, see, that's that, you. yeah, and that's a beauty. That so uh, that's what I wanted to point to. Like, we still we're not exempt, you know, to having all these things. It's just a, how do we work with it when it arises, and that's the awareness and like calling bullshit and being with it. It's like, oh fuck, you know. So thank you. Yes, I knew that you can answer that eloquently. Like I said, big words. One what, 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 more thing, because I even said I was doing a TikTok because I was like, ah, I'm interviewing Roxanne and uh, playful, profane, and profound. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, what does profane? I need to look up what profane. What is profane? <laughs> I'm gonna look it up, but profane. Mm-hmm. What is profane to you? I mean, profanity, dirty. Oh, you okay, know? dirty. Like, okay, so it's yes, uh... you are. Pro- <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. Do do cock a buttholes. That's yeah. yeah. I sent you some awesome yeah. TikToks yeah, yesterday on farts and did. everything. Yeah, I was on a roll yesterday. We it had a works. great. We yeah. never. Uh, we don't really talk like that. Like not talk we, like that, but like uh, communicate through DMs. And that was we, such a. We we used to. We kind of do. We're more just text or. You call. got all butt hurt that I moved, and now I did. Just, so yeah. I'm communicating any way that I can. I'm like, so we DM'd in fucking TikTok for like like a good half hour. <laughs> I was just sending you. I'm like, oh, this rock. Yeah, you home. were. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and it was all profane. It was profound. all profane for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little profound stuff. No, it's the, there's the. I mean, my my platform is very much a mix of things that will make you giggle and lightness mm-hmm. of life and sweetness and some, you know, and, and then the, like, you know, still it's okay to think farts are funny and to yeah. make jo- you know, jokes yes. about what is like yes. the tragic and the weird about life. And then also mixed in with, I, I think about 
profound shit all the time. And yeah. I'm really, and I'm seeking meaning. And so that's the reason why. And they just all happen to start with a P. So boom, boom. we're branded. <laughs> Fucking marketing genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wrapping it up, I just. Uh, <laughs> you can sing rapping. That's what she says. Ah, do you, I, I just fucking i hope everybody knows but i and i hope you know that you know i'm in a like i'm always in a transitional place but i've come to this really like trusting within myself like of what i offer who i am kind of thing you know um i always looked outside of myself like what are they gonna think like even with my teaching or what i offer kind of stuff just so concerned um, and you really fucking have taught me to just come into my own. What is my voice started with just the writing. Right. But then the really like just always reflecting in, in not just a kind way, but within the truth of things, you know, of if I was expressing something, you'd always point me back to my heart. And I just want to thank you so fucking much for that. And I really hope that, you know, people buy your book and work with you because you have such a beautiful fucking power and eloquent, eloquent way here. I'm saying that word again of in a playful and curious way of um, offering spirituality, you know, and what spirituality is super vague, but I feel it's just a self-discovery really a true self-discovery what is true for you you know and and uh and thank you and i really hope that you know other people um can benefit from that for uh from you so thank Thanks. you so much for being here today and thank joe. you so much for being in my life it's an honor joe yeah. being your friend and being able to be a part of you mm. becoming who you who you are and growing and all that it's a it's it's the gift. It's Even when you're <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a journey, and it's still a uh. continued journey. We're still gonna fucking do this shit, and eventually we are gonna get back on the spiritual AF or or whatever um, podcast stuff. Because when will we do it, Joe? When? I don't. I don't. When fucking... you do your work on the fucking book that we're working on, all right, yeah, that's okay. my boundary. All right, over and over. So if you <laughs> want Joe to write a book, whatever, you should all be writing in telling him that he has a professional writer with a fucking master's degree working on a book with him who will fucking do most of the work. And all you have to do is do my fucking assignments, Joe. <laughs> why wouldn't yeah. you, why, when you, it sounds like you're yelling at me. It makes me <laughs> fucking feel so good. <laughs> yeah. Weird case. See, there. that's the thing. And see like these conversations, like we could talk for fucking ever. I mean, I'm not done. <laughs> we still talk but i think for the benefit of you know people's time we should probably wrap it up yeah anything else you want to say before we end anything no, you got thank you All so right. much thank you and thanks everybody for listening please rate subscribe review whatever you do um, for this hella meditated podcast check out roxanne stuff all her socials will be in the liner notes here but if you don't know about roxanne in her socials you're really living under a rock and you're really not benefiting yourself in any way you really need to go check out spiritual af wherever spiritual it is. underscore af underscore i've got the underscore okay thank you thank you all right bye everyone bye
Thanks for listening to the Hella Meditated Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Stay up, stay true, be you.